<laughs> Great. Me, 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 me. I'm ready to go. Hold on. I slit the sheet. The sheet I slit. Upon the slitted sheet I sit. Well, are we started? Um, it's recording. We'll see if I keep that or not. Okay. <laughs> um, hi. Hi. This is the Small and the Angsty. Welcome. Yeah. I'm um, Sarah. I'm Sam. And welcome to the podcast where we talk about depression and anxiety. <laughs> what are you making pasta along? What are we talking about? What are we doing here? Um, we just like drink drinks and talk about things. And we talk about what's making us angsty. Yeah. Sarah found this pretty great um, cocktail recipe online where she was like, she texted me and she was like, let's do something celebration themed to celebrate <laughs> that we're launched, which yay, we're launched. Yay! So probably actually be up later today. It'll be super fucking fresh. Just like this drink. Fresh as fuck. Um, Tasty. Yeah. Succulent. I'm, I'm super into this drink. I am too. I kind of just want to down it like it's juice and there's kind of a lot of liquor in it. So. I'm trying to like sip it slowly. I but know. I'm sure that we're both going to get like pretty toasty after two or three of these because neither of us have eaten. <laughs> Sarah and I are the same goddamn person in the worst ways. So this morning... We were texting, and I was like, yeah, I have to, like, run and go to the grocery store before you come, because I'm totally out of food, and I had cookies for breakfast, and Sarah's like, I had cookies for breakfast, <laughs> and all I've eaten today are cookies, so. All I've eaten today were cookies, and then I had a smoothie. I had a latte also. That, that counts as food. There's mm-hmm. milk in it. Yeah, there you go. Um, uh, this is um, Saint Germain and pomegranate juice and lemon juice and um, red berry vodka with champagne, so... It's fucking delicious. It's so good, but it doesn't taste like there's nearly as much liquor in it as there is. It was supposed to be... What was the vodka brand that it was supposed to be? Grey Goose, I think. Yeah, it was supposed to be Grey Goose Cherry Noir. Cherry Noir. Not Black Cherry. Cherry Noir. And at the exact same time as I was texting her, like, Cherry Noir sounds like a nightmare. (laughs) Sam (laughs) texted me, maybe let's not get the Grey Goose. Let's just get some (laughs) Let's get something that's not that. Yeah. This is New Amsterdam Red Berry that I put into it. perfect. It's, yeah, it's good shit. Um, So anyway. Anyway, um... (laughs) What's been going on this week? Um, there's been a lot going on this week. I've been actually really busy with work, uh, which is good, but then... Like, what what work? Um... Tell tell the good people what what work you're doing. (laughs) Um, I've been working, uh, for two different casting offices, this week. VLA. Um, yes, very LA. Um, and so that's been good. Yesterday, (laughs) yesterday I had this, like, group, not necessarily an interview, it was, like, a group, um, I guess, like, education and, like, kind of an interview session for this company, um, which I won't say the name of in case I don't get hired. I already know which company you're talking about, so it's fine. Continue. Yeah. Um, I'm pretty sure I do. <laughs> um, but it was really fun, but I didn't get paid for it. So it was right. like, it's one of those things where it's like, it's a toss up between, it's a full day of work, mm-hmm. um, but I'm not going to get paid for it. So yep. I have to miss out on work that I could be getting paid yep. for. But if I do get the job, then I will be getting paid yep. well. Yeah. Yep. So mm-hmm. it was like, I had, I had that split second decision of like and I'm so bad at this and something that I'm really trying to get better at um if something's like a little bit inconvenient or I'm like oh I don't know if I should go then I like well it's like classic Sarah like I'll just cancel and like say I'm not available well I think that's also like a very 
I mean, I hate saying that things are very LA because I feel like it is like oversimplifying it, but I think that that is very LA mm -hmm. and it's like almost more socially, it's not almost more, it is more socially acceptable to do that here than it is anywhere, anywhere else. else. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it was just like, it's one of those things where like I definitely, probably a year or two ago, I definitely would have just said like, that's like too hard and I don't want to go be with a group of people and like right. I don't want to go do this and like drive to Venice and blah 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 so I probably would have just canceled it and like forgotten about the opportunity uh-huh but I was like as I had the email like open to respond to it I was like you know what yeah you can do that let me do this mm -hmm. um because this is something that like could potentially be a really good situation for me so let me do this for myself yeah and fucking like and like whatever it's just one day right exactly yeah. so yeah so it was like it felt good to go and then I actually ended up having a really good time so <laughs> isn't that weird when you're like <laughs> in your head you're like social blah. that's when I start to realize how negative I actually am because yes. I go and I'm like that was fun it was actually really fun me? I know I'm like I, think I, I just, shit all over things for no reason I really yeah same and it's like I think that I really am just so negative to myself and to my own experiences all the time when in reality if I just like go I'm like oh I really enjoyed the people that I met why do you and do like, that um, I know why I do it I'm not <laughs> um I think it's just like a self-preservation mechanism that I use because it's like if I'm negative about something then it doesn't have the opportunity to be good and then I don't have the opportunity to be let down by it right it's like a like a if I hurt myself first like you can't do it yeah, it's a exactly. control thing for it's, me yeah totally yeah it's definitely like well if I'm in control of the way that my life is sucking then like at least I know that I'm the reason <laughs> right yeah or like I don't know I feel like it hurts and I think I don't actually believe that this is true if I really think about it but subconsciously I'm sabotaging myself in this way I think that if I caused like the the pain and suffering or if I like it's like that thing where like you're like oh, why do you put yourself down like so that you don't do it mm -hmm. like that thing mm -hmm. you're like well why is it better if I do it than you do it well then I don't feel vulnerable it's like yeah. basically what it boils down to like yeah and it's like it's something that I deal with all the time it's like why are you so self-deprecating um and it's like it's why it's so hard for me to take a compliment or yeah. it's hard for me to accept a gift or uh, anything like that because yep. it's like it's not that I don't think I deserve it or I don't think that I'm like worthy of love or whatever the fuck right because it's like I like and then there are times too where I'm like I know I'm great I fucking deserve the shit out of this yeah but I think it's just like I that. feel like for me that kind of exists on like a different plane though because mm -hmm. I don't as vulnerably as I tear myself down I don't bring myself up in the same kind of normal way I bring myself up from a very logical place of mm -hmm. like well I've done this this and this so like therefore that that equals me deserving this yeah. like it's not like oh I genuinely believe and feel like I'm a really great person which I'm not as like sold in my belief of myself sucking as I think I used to be when I was younger yeah I but think I'm the same yeah it's it <laughs> it's funny because because I, I don't know if it's funny, but because I'll I laugh at it. Think, think someone <laughs> should. Because I used to like really firmly believe that. Mm -hmm. I think now I, I don't know. Now I now I like think it's fine. Uh -huh. <laughs> like, and I'm always like surprised when I'm like, oh wow, I really am tearing myself down. Yeah. Guess I'm not over that thing that I used to do. Right. And it's, um, sometimes it's, for me, I think that I used to a lot more be like, 
well, I did this, this, and this, so now I can, like, now I, like, deserve this thing that I've been wanting to do. Like, now I'm able to be, like, well, no, I'm just gonna, like, do this thing that I want to do, because, like... Right. But then, when I do that, a lot of the time, then I risk, like, feeling guilty, because I'm like, oh, I, I should be doing something else. I should be working on my career and yeah. X, Y, and Z, whatever the fuck, and, like... <laughs> whatever the fuck I'm supposed to be doing (laughs) which is like yeah I've also been struggling a lot with just like career in general um in like what capacity (sighs) well like define career first of all right um and I think that that's what I've been struggling with (laughs) (laughs) no I can't I'm not gonna do it (laughs) don't tell me what to do (laughs) sorry I'm gonna go (laughs) get out of here it's my Uh, house That's how bad you fucked up. <laughs> um, Just climb out my own window. I wrote a journal entry last week um, that said, like, I made a list, and I literally said, what do I like? And, like, mm. made a list of, like, acting, playing with animals, like, helping people. Yeah. Um, and then I wrote, how can I make this into, like, a lucrative thing? <laughs> I'm gonna start a theater company for animals. Right. <laughs> Dreams. Dreams and goals. Fair. That's really funny. Yeah. But, no, so it's I'm hard. I'm just like... Because it's hard to... Because I do define myself as an actress. Yeah. Um, because that's what I'm passionate about and that's what I love to do. And I hate the phrase when people ask, like, oh, are you a working actor? Yeah, I'm, um, yeah, I'm working yes, on I it. Am. Yeah. <laughs> because we are. I'm going to auditions. I'm putting the work in. Yeah. Um, Every once in a while I book something. Right. It's like... And it's the least the least helpful like a, thing you well, can ask also like what somebody. does that mean i think right, i think exactly. honestly i think that's what i'm gonna say the next time someone asks me that i'm like what does that mean yeah how do you define working actor because the least helpful thing you can say to a person that tells you that they're an actor is oh what have i seen you in or, or if you were honestly or if you're like i'm a doctor would you be like are you a working doctor right <laughs> like i'm a doctor I'm, oh what surgeries have you have you done or like you know like what <laughs> have i seen any of your surgeries yeah it's like no, bitch. <laughs> like, get out of here, Carol. Are you familiar with any of your work? No. <laughs> so it's just like, I think it's hard. It's been hard for me to... I've been feeling a lot lately um, that I don't qualify to, like, describe myself as an actor. Um, mm. But then I think that that's also just, like... Why do you feel that way? I think it's just because I haven't been doing as much acting at lately, which is stupid because I just did a play. You literally just did a play <laughs> and you have to print out shit for auditions while you're here. I know! And so it's like, why is my head, like, feeling like I'm not yeah. doing it? I think it's because for a while, like, there was, like, definitely a long lull for yeah. me where I wasn't going on auditions and I wasn't really doing anything. Well, honestly, I think it's hard. Obviously, it's hard. Everyone says it's hard. It's fucking hard. And sometimes... You need to take a break, and there's so much shame in taking a break. Yes. But so often, if you take a break, you come... If you end up coming back to it, mm-hmm. you come back to it so much stronger and with so much more to give and put into it. Yeah, and that's kind of how I've been feeling, like, this past week, um, because I've been submitting the shit out of myself to everything. So well, there's I, way more shit all of a sudden to submit to, yeah, too. Right. Like, a, a month ago, there was nothing. Yeah, like, my commercial agent broke up with me a few months ago, which... It's the fucking worst. I know, which isn't really a huge loss, because I hadn't gotten sent out on anything in probably about six to eight months. Fuck. So it was like... It was like something had to give. Like, either I was gonna drop him, or he was gonna drop me. Yeah. 
Um, and, like, the way that they did it was kind of funny. They were just like, your schedule makes you not available enough to, like, go out on auditions and make this your priority. I'm like, okay, well, if you would ever give me an audition, like, maybe I would make it a priority. Yeah. yeah. Like, and also, maybe if you would have signed me across the board, then I could have been going out more. <laughs> and yeah. Like, then I could have made it a priority. Oh, for sure. But I can't just, like not have a day job and go on one commercial audition every like two weeks i don't understand where people think your money is supposed to fucking come from right. because every time i'm like yeah i'm like between jobs or whatever if i like bring it up to them they're like oh well, you can take class i'm like with what goddamn money That's like the thing yeah i'm like class i would like love to dollars a month <laughs> yeah like i what if i could like mm-hmm. i would absolutely love to and honestly the second i have money i will because i miss just fucking playing yeah but and it's like, I mean, I have my improv class every week, which just started up again on Wednesday. But that's which, not free either. Right. It's not free. And it's, it's cheaper, but it's still, I'm like struggling to pay it month after month. Yeah. And it's still like, now I'm unavailable Wednesday nights again because I'm in class. And so it's like, that's right. the other thing. It's like, if you want me to take classes, you realize that that's an amount of time that I'm going to be blocked out from anything else. When yeah. am I going to work? When am I going to do this? Yep. So it's like, it's just a whole thing. This LA life is just fucking draining. It's really draining. I don't think that people realize how expensive it is to be an actor. No, and I think, I think if you're like actually dedicated to anything that you want to do, whether it be acting or fucking medical school, mm-hmm. just to keep going back to this doctor thing, because apparently I can't think of any other professions. <laughs> that's an actor or a doctor and that's it. That's the only two. That's all you get. You can be an actor or you can be a doctor. Um... Yeah, I mean, you put so much into it if you're going about it as a professional. Mm -hmm. So I think it's why we all hate the people who don't try that hard and don't invest that much emotionally or financially or whatever it may be. Like, Um, yeah, no, it's totally applicable to like any profession. It's like if somebody comes in and you've been working at a company for the past three years, and all of a sudden somebody comes in and gets like the supervisor position above you, that that's because they like sleep with like the fucking boss or like just and uh, and honestly, sometimes it's not even that fucking scummy. Sometimes it's just someone just met someone in the right place, right time. Exactly. or it's not like, it's somebody's son or right and like i whatever. hope i end up in that position because that sounds fucking great if it's me but like when it's not and someone just uppercuts you like that mm-hmm. it's i don't know if that's the right term to use for that yeah, but you get what i'm saying that. like sure it's just really frustrating so but i'm i'm like happy to say that i do at least this week um <laughs> have right. a little bit of a fire um i'm like starting to feel okay i'm like making a little bit more money now and i have some things like on the horizon I found that, I found that <laughs> lately this week, yeah, the last right. couple fucking weeks. It's literally week by week for me. It's, like, it's fucking, like, one day at a time. Some days I just feel like a fucking mess, and mm-hmm. other days I'm like, I'm doing great. Right, exactly. Who goddamn knows? Like, the more I get out and do shit, the better I feel. Mm-hmm. And I hope that the outcome reflects that. I don't know if it does, because I think I have a hard time sticking to things long enough to really see that through mm-hmm. uh, if I'm being fully honest with myself yeah. but yeah like same with the last week or so I definitely feel like I've done more and part of that is just because I, I on January 1st I bought myself a laptop mm-hmm. um which was a 
a big investment piece for me because yeah. it's fucking expensive. But I bought the desktop that we record on like almost two years ago now, like a year and a half ago. Mm-hmm. Um, when my ex and I broke up, I was like, I'll buy a desktop. I don't know why that was like my like. It's like some people cut their hair, some people dye their right. hair. You buy I, I, don't, I don't have any hair left, so I had to buy a computer. <laughs> I would have shaved my head and that would have been too much. <laughs> so I bought a computer. I didn't, I wasn't living anywhere, but I bought a computer. Right. Um, and the reason why I bought the, like, the desktop as opposed to a new laptop, because my laptop was a piece of shit at that point and I used to always use my exes to do stuff, mm-hmm. um, was because ultimately I was like, this will be a better financial investment for me. Like, I can edit on it, blah, blah, blah. And it really has been great and I have no regrets about buying it at all. But when it comes to writing and working on certain things, I just can't sit at my fucking house. And sometimes the thing that makes me feel productive and motivated is just leaving the house. Totally. So I bought myself this laptop. I I have a friend who works at Apple who, like, talked me through it to buy. And I bought, like, the cheapest one because I was like, look, I have a desktop. I just need to be able to... Like, I would get a fucking typewriter if I could. Like, I just need to be able to write elsewhere. Yeah, it just has to be mobile. Right. I'm... A typewriter might be a little too archaic for that, but I'm just, like, lugging around a fucking typewriter. The most hipster thing in the world. You could get a wagon to pull it around. (laughs) Make it worse. It'd be kind of amazing. I'm a full-grown adult pulling around a typewriter or a wagon. That is an indie film waiting to happen. I literally just to say that. that. I kind of love that idea, though. It's, like, kind of a beautiful Nobody write that. That's our idea. We're copywriting that right now. Yeah. Just because we said it's copyrighted. Take it and it is. fucking kill you. We'll sue the shit out of you. I may make that into something. <laughs> I don't know what. Um, but speaking of making things, I the, the next day I, like, went and sat at this coffee shop and rewrote one of the episodes of my web series that I've been meaning to rewrite for literally, like, fucking nine months. Like, yeah. forever. Could have had a baby in that time. Oh, God. Thank, thank God I didn't. Um, <laughs> insert all the lesbian jokes you want here. Lesbians can still have babies. Yes, but not by accident. Stop putting yourself in a box. Well, I mean, I know that you like to be in the box. <laughs> Lost three listeners. <laughs> <laughs> fuck those assholes. <laughs> those are only three listeners. Um, what the fuck was I saying? Um, we were talking about you were rewriting your web series, right? So I finally sat down and like rewrote that for the for the first fucking time. Mm-hmm. That and I've been meaning to do it forever. Was the point? Um, and I immediately just started doing a lot more because I was able to leave the house and, like, go sit somewhere, which just felt more productive. Mm-hmm. Granted, I'm not working, like, 18-hour days like I was for the entire month of December. Right. For the most part. Um, but that's been really good, and I've been more productive, and I just feel more productive getting out and actually doing something. Well, it's like that old... What's that quote? I don't know who said it, but it's like... Um, just, like, get dressed, put on some makeup, and get the fuck out of the house. Like, is the gist <laughs> is that of it. Is quote? <laughs> it's like, I don't know. It's like, what, it's, I don't know. Whatever. Um, it's one of those old, like, sayings or adages. No, but it is, it is very true. Because um, it's, like, literally just, like, because I definitely, if I'm not doing anything that day, I definitely am just, like, I'm just gonna wear, like, sweatpants or, like, not get dressed at all. And, like, not give a shit how I look like. And then... Which, I will say, sometimes it's valid and you need to do that. But if I have two days off in a row, Mm -hmm. it's, I feel like shit by the second day because I can't... If I don't get out of the house, then No, I need to leave. Like, I need to at least put on makeup and go do fucking something. Mm -hmm. Literally anything. Yeah. 
and I feel so much better. Mm-hmm. I went to the movies by myself the other night, too. Oh, I was thinking about doing that the other day. That's great. I love doing that. I don't usually, because I usually get really bad ADD. One time I literally left a movie because I just couldn't sit still and sit through it, and I was like, yeah. I think I just wanted popcorn. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's really fair, actually. <laughs> it's like, I just can't fucking sit still unless I'm with someone else, which maybe means I'm like innately codependent as a person i don't really know but it's a a very (laughs) real thing (laughs) whatever no it's but i did i went to i went to go see call me by your name by myself oh i want to see it so badly it's good you'll like it it's good but i knew that i have to be in a very specific like headspace to go see a movie by myself Mm -hmm. and i got it to work um and it was like high traffic time i don't live that far from the coffee shop i work at but i it was going to take me a little longer to get home than usual and um, I have movie pass now, so I was like, I'm wanting to, I'm fucking order it, it. dude, I know. do it. I'm gonna do it. It was like, last week I literally had zero dollars in my bank account. Like, oh, yeah. So, but this week I'm like a little bit more flush. Just put it on so, a credit card. That's what I did. Here's the Sorry, thing. Mom. I'm like almost to my credit limit, so. Get another credit card. <laughs> I know, right? I, it's like, I'm to that, almost to that point, but I'm trying not to get to that point where I like actually do get another credit card. Yeah. But, um, I've been there. <laughs> I am there. <laughs> Because I already technically have three. That's neither here nor there, though. I agree. <laughs> um, but no, I've been wanting to see that movie. It's good. Um, I really want to see I, Tanya too. I want to see that. I still haven't seen Lady Bird. Lady Bird is great. I heard, though, like, I've heard that Lady Bird is really great, but I also heard that it's kind of just, like, a basic white girl's, like, existence, and it's, like, not I disagree that, like, with special. that. I disagree with that. I don't think it's that special. I think it's very different than any movie I've seen because it's not sensationalized and definitely has that like indie feel yeah it is about a white girl for sure it's about a white girl right. but like I don't I am all for diversifying media um but I also think that telling the story of a white girl in the way that that it is told is totally valid because that's not something really we see a lot of either but yeah, it's it's definitely worth seeing. And I okay. think even though she's a white girl, I think it's like there are probably things that are relatable mm-hmm. in any aspect of just being a fucking person. And yeah. just like relationships with like your family and what that yeah. feels like for sure. Um, okay. It's good though. I still yeah, I do still definitely want to see it, but I just like I did read like some like a couple people had said that and so I just kind of like I mean, I do think that's like a fair and valid criticism to bring up, especially like in the day that we're like the day and age that we're living in mm-hmm. right now. But I do still think it's like a valid and important movie, like that being said. Okay, cool. I mean, whatever. Yeah. I'm a basic white girl. <laughs> yeah, I mean, same. Um, and it's I'm a female, very sorry it's about a female it. director. Which right. is, like, also very important. Yeah. Um, we should be supporting. Who didn't get the recognition at the Golden The Golden Globes at all. Yeah. yeah. Which is... There was, like, some talk at work the other day um, where somebody said, um, because Natalie Portman in, like, her speech, like, when she mm-hmm. was, she said, like, the all-male, like, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So when Natalie like, Portman, if you didn't catch this, Natalie Portman at the Golden Globes, um introduced the best or she like announced the best director award and she went she up and went and she went she went and here are the nominees for the all male like whatever she yeah. she basically threw in all male when she was announcing it which i'm sure was not scrubbed on the teleprompter right um but i overheard um somebody who was a white man shocker talking to another white man shocker um saying like fuck natalie portman for even saying that like here's the thing if a female director was good enough 
then maybe she would be nominated. I'm not kidding. The same fucking conversation happened at the coffee shop that I worked at. These guys were like, I mean, Natalie Portman saying that thing about, like, the, like, all male directors, like, there weren't, like, there really, there weren't any female directors. I'm like, that's the fucking problem. Well, that's and, like, Lady Bird, like, fucking that's, problem. like, the argument is that Lady Bird, like, that director should have been nominated. Which is fair, and I don't disagree with that at all, but I also think the actual real problem underneath that is there's, female directors just don't fucking get hired. They don't get hired because it's such a boys club still to this yeah. day in Hollywood, which is insane because it's like the same directors and producers have been working together for years and years and years. Yep. And those are the people that are making the Oscar worthy films and like the only films that are getting I'm sure produced. every fucking female, and if they're not, there should be, is like submitting all their shit to fucking Reese Witherspoon's company right now because <laughs> yes. she's like the only female player in the game at this point. Like, It's just like it blows my mind that it's, it's that's how Hollywood's been. It's been a boys game for years and years and years and all this time and f- people are finally saying like, oh, this is how it is. This sucks. Let's get yeah. some like A, fresh blood. B, female perspective. I mean, and progress is slow and I also think it's fair to bring up like, it sucks if you are not a female and you're busting your ass to like be in that world and you hear people sure. talking. Like, I get it. Like, sure. It's- but it's like, I'm just so sick of the same fucking perspectives on everything all the goddamn time because I don't relate to 90 fucking percent of it. And I don't think that somebody should be giving, given special treatment or, like, a leg up just because of their gender. That's not what I'm saying, but I do think that there are incredibly talented women who are being overlooked because they are Yes. Women. Yeah. Mm-hmm. hundred percent. Yep. So it's, like, I think that, like, if you're an incredibly talented male and you have that great film, yeah, then it's fucking, yes. yeah, like, I think I'm rooting for you, too. But, like, yep. at the same time, I'm sorry, but I'm rooting for a woman more because she probably has the same amount because of talent. Because you're meeting more opposition. Yeah. At the end of the day, you're always meeting more opposition. Yeah. If somebody who, if two people, a man and a woman, are equally as talented and, like, can do as good of a job as the other, I'm rooting for the woman because, like, <laughs> Sorry about it. <laughs> like, sorry, but, like, I just haven't seen it. Yep. We need more of it. Yep. It's... Uh, I fucking hate... I hate this fucking industry so I know, much. I know. It's so frustrating. So, uh, anyway. Yep. Mm-hmm. So that's what's been yeah. on my mind. <laughs> <laughs> so in short, uh, that's where I've been at. Yeah. No, I feel that. <sighs> Should we get refills? Yeah, we'll, we'll take a pause and refill our, our beverages. Okay. And we're back. And we're back with more alcohol. We're going to be so <laughs> It's gonna be great. I don't care at all. I'm. Are you doing anything the rest of the day? Nope. Great. Perfect. We're done. Just hopefully, headshot shopping, headshot clothes shopping. Perfect. Um. Well, let's talk about what's been going on with you this week. <laughs> so the big story. It's not even that big of a fucking story. Um. <laughs> I so I tried to get a therapist finally, Yay! which is like a really good for me, but b like. Finding a therapist, someone said to me, one of my friends the other day, like, finding a therapist is, like, harder than finding someone to date, and I was like, ooh, I feel like for me, it's, like, about equal. Yeah. Um. Because you have to be compatible with the person. You have to get along with them. Yeah. Granted, though, I'm gay, so that also makes that part of it harder. Harder. Because my dating pool is way smaller. So I feel like she's straight, so I feel like as a straight person, finding a therapist probably is harder than finding someone to date. Sure. Yeah, I guess that's <laughs> I say this like it's a really logical fact. Um, Although, for me, it was really hard to find. I mean, and it's still... 
I'm Unless still, you're like, Sarah, not, it's really easy to find someone to take. I know, right? I'm still, like, not 100%, like, enchanted with my therapist. Like, I, I love... you were to stay with your boyfriend. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> Sorry, Lou. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it's just, it's it's hard, because it's, like, you have to find somebody who you're... It's, I mean, yeah, like, dating, you have to find somebody who you're going to open up to and, like, be okay with telling. Well, I also think with therapy, it's hard, because... I mean, you know, going off the not enchanted, like, it it takes time. Like, mm-hmm. the ther- I had an absolutely incredible, like, life-changing therapist in college. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was very resistant in the, in the beginning, and she did, like, eventually... And I had, a, I, had a, I had a lot of very good therapists in college, mm-hmm. like, went through, like, my student center and one after that, who I just saw independently, and I really liked both of them. They were great. But the one that I saw after that um, at this center that I went to was... I mean, like, out of this world, unreal, and mm. would, like, spend all this time arguing with my insurance company on the phone, and just, like, Ugh. I feel like I walked into her office, and she just fucking got me. People who work in, like, fields like that and can advocate for you. Yep. And will, like, because that's not, it is part of your job description, but it's not to the extent that she did it. Yeah. Which is amazing. Like, yeah. that's, like. She runs the program there at this center oh, that I was going cool. to, which I'm, like. I looked her up because I'm a fucking stalker um, recently, and I was like, what the fuck is she doing now? Because she was incredible and probably saved my life. Um, yeah. Not in, like, a suicidal way, but, like, just, I mean, really just, I still go back to, like, like that voice of, like, the things that I learned from seeing her as a therapist are still, like, the tools that I revert back to, mm-hmm. which is incredible. Um but that being said, that sort of, like, ruined therapy for me after that. Yeah. Because, like... How can you find someone How do you like... find someone that good? And I think I had to take a break after that, and I saw a therapist a little bit when I was first living in L.A., but that was, like, several years ago. I mm-hmm. saw a therapist when I was first um, going through my most recent breakup, which was almost two years ago at this point. Um, and that was helpful, but kind of once I was over, like, the emotional like, the immediate emotional trauma of that, I wasn't really getting anything out of that therapist anymore, and I just kind of stopped. And for the last fucking over a year, I've been, like, I need to go back to therapy. Mm -hmm. I know I need to go back to therapy. I know when I'm a fucking mess, and I'm a fucking mess. Um, But I found... I have new insurance now, because I'm off my parents' insurance. Fuck my life. Uh (laughs) Yay, (laughs) boo-boo! Like, I'm an adult and paying for shit, and it's a nightmare. Awful. Um, So I had, like, a new sort of therapist to, like, kind of look through. Like, in a pool, essentially, that you can choose from. exactly. I had, like, a phone consultation. It went really well. really liked this lady. Seemed like a really good fit for me. And she's, like, not in network, but, like, trying to be in network. So, uh-huh. like, well, that's fucking annoying. But I, like, looked How did at, you find her? Um, Psychology Today, which is a oh, okay. fucking amazing resource. Yeah. Um, that I've, like, heard... I have never personally... No, I did use it when I was looking, like, actively looking, like, a year and a half ago. Yeah. Um, it gives you... For those that don't know and those that might be looking for a therapist, Psychology Today is is a database, essentially, of therapists. And, like, most good therapists who are looking, like, actively seeking out clients are on there. And it has, like, a picture of them and a description, right? And a description usually... I mean, it depends on how much information they put in, but it it puts, like, their educational background. Mm -hmm. So, like, for me personally, I know that I tend to do better... I don't know if this is, like, a factor, just, like, from, like, my most relative, like, most, yeah, re- relevant experience. Mm-hmm. My brain's not fucking working. <laughs> One drink and I'm stupid. <laughs> Goodbye. Um, <laughs> um, 
from my most relevant experience, I tend to do better with, like, younger therapists. I don't necessarily need someone who has, like, a fucking PhD. Mm-hmm. I've gotten so much out of someone who just is, like, a licensed social worker. Like, that mm-hmm. part of it doesn't matter to me. But if you're someone who feels like having a doctorate is really important to you, you can see what everyone's educational background is. Yeah. You can sort it by insurance. You can sort it by um, gender. Um yeah, and, like, you can look by, like, especially in L.A., it's just very useful to see where people are located, because mm-hmm. I'm probably not going to be that committed to driving to fucking downtown Los Angeles to go no, to therapy. God, no. um, but yeah, I'll drive to Santa Monica, it's easier. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, I was, like, going through there, um, but she's, like, not in network, but it submitted her paperwork to my insurance company to be in network, like, a month ago, and she was, like, I probably will go through to, like, March, though, and I was, like, well, that's so fucking annoying that's really annoying and my insurance won't cover out of network until i meet my deductible which is like fucking thousands and thousands of dollars that oh, i don't great. goddamn have so right. i'm just like annoyed at the whole fucking healthcare system yep. and like god it's so fucked up because if i was someone who just didn't care what therapist i saw or could pretend that that doesn't matter or that all people are fucking machines like mm. it doesn't matter when you get your fucking flu shot as long as it's someone who has a fucking flu shot like yeah. the flu shot is the same all across the board i don't know if that's true but in my brain the flu shot's always the same no matter where you writing fucking get it. a flu shot that's what i'm saying is like i got my flu shot for free for my doctor because my, well, it wasn't free my insurance covers it 100 yeah. percent. but like a flu shot's a flu shot right. advil and ibuprofen are the same fucking thing yeah a therapist is not the same across the board so i can't just go to like any fucking random person and get the same care or treatment that's going to be just as beneficial to me and right. I also know that I'm at a place right now where I really need a good therapist mm-hmm. for a plethora of reasons not most of which I feel like I need to get into on a public forum but right. I know that I need a good therapist right now mm-hmm. and I really felt like this person was a good fit for me for a lot of reasons that I was just like yeah this feels great like this is like the kind of person I need so, long story short, I'm on her waiting list for if... She, long story short, it's been, like, fucking 10 minutes. Um, <laughs> I'm an idiot. Um, it's... I... Uh, I'm on her waiting list for when, she, like, she is on board with my insurance. Mm-hmm. But it just sucks because I feel like I'm definitely ready to go to therapy now. I'm actually motivated to go to therapy now. That's the thing. It's, like, when you have that motivation, it's, like, you have to... Like, you, I'm like something has to I'm happen. I'm, like, actively seeking help. Like, I, I feel motivated to not feel the way that I do and mm-hmm. the last time I felt this motivated I ended up in really good treatment mm-hmm. and that's the thing that's hard um I actually talked to my therapist about this um it's comfortable to stay depressed at a certain point yeah. um like for me like I fear change on a lot of different levels <laughs> um <laughs> what's that like <laughs> you wouldn't know um like I feel like like even like slight like small changes like it's it's really scary to me and it's really hard and I immediately like pump the brakes on everything and I'm like I don't want to do this I'm very resistant to change so when you're in that mood or you're in that feeling of like I want to go to therapy I want to get help and I want to make changes it's huge like it's such a huge thing and it's like you have to take advantage of that mood and it's the best way to like tap into something yes exactly. and I, don't, I don't know if it's like the fucking new year or whatever the hell it is right because i'm so not like a 2018 like nearest resolution new year new me i'm like no new year same fucking dumpster fire me like, <laughs> <laughs> hi it's gonna be me forever no what you're so dumb i know i am i'm I'm trying i'm trying but also i will say i am in the same place and i'm not 
doing it because it's a new year. Although I have been like 2018. All right, here we fucking go. Because I see it everywhere. Well, you see it everywhere. And also it's, it's the, it's systematically how a lot of things work because it's yeah. like, oh, the holidays, nothing's happening over the holidays. And then a bunch of new shit happens yes, entirely. at the start of the year. So it's, yeah, it's for not sure. just like a, hi, 2018 is going to be my year type of shit. It's like, it's well, literally the, the, the new last, shit is starting. Right, and like the last three months of the year, you're like holidays and like planning and mm-hmm. this and like all of a sudden it's a new year and nothing fucking happens. Right. And I think that it's also like at the end of the year is such a time of reflection to be like, what actually changed this year? Not much. Great. Like, and so then, yeah, like at least for me, it was kind of just like a, okay, there's so much more that I could have done. And I don't want to have that feeling of like, why didn't I do more? Or why didn't I not try harder, but like, why didn't I like pursue? Like, why did you get in your own way? Yeah, exactly. Like, why didn't yeah. I pursue things that were like could have been opportunities that I stopped myself from viewing as opportunities? Yeah, I mean, I think I'm pretty good at not faulting myself for things. Like, mm-hmm. I'm good at understanding why I do the things that I do, which is probably something that I maybe abide by a little too strongly. Is like. Okay, well, yeah, like, I fucked this up, but, like, I get why I did it, because of this, this, and this, and, Mm -hmm. like, it's fine, and, like, I don't, I've gotten to a place in my life where I don't beat myself up over that kind of thing, Mm -hmm. um, if that makes any sense at all. Yeah, totally. Um, but that being said, I think it's easy to get a little too, like, complacent in that, Mm -hmm. and, like, I think it's easy for me to understand to the point of non-motivation or just kind of like resting on my laurels a little too much I mean like I totally got why I'm doing this I'm not gonna do it because of this and like yeah you know it goes back to like what you're saying about like fearing change like sometimes you just need to take that fucking leap and go yeah. for it because otherwise like you will look back and regret something or yeah. in my case you'll look back and not regret it because you understand why you did it but you still will have done fucking nothing and yeah. you'll still feel shitty I think that it's just like you need to hold yourself accountable yeah um, just want like, a fucking therapist because I, right, I need help with that. Like, it helps. It helps to have somebody else holding you accountable. Yeah. Um, and like I was actually thinking this morning because I knew that we were going to be recording today, and so I always try to think of like what we can talk about. Um, this is hopefully not terribly boring. Because <laughs> right. the last we, re- we recorded last week, which may never see the light of day. We hadn't recorded in months. We also we yeah we hadn't recorded in months, so we kind of forgot like our we, we had no what flow. The format was yeah we had like, no flow, we had no format. We also were sober. We had no drinks. We didn't drink. We hadn't seen each other in a while, so it that was, was part like, of it too. It was, it was like, very bland. <laughs> Like, white pasta. It was very lukewarm. Yeah. It's like, just pasta with salt. Yeah, it was like, uh, that's how you see pasta as a child, actually. (laughs) Funny that you say that, because I literally was, I didn't feel so good in, like, the middle of the week this week, and I was wanted to, I was like, all I want to eat is, like, pasta with salt, and why is that so satisfying when I don't feel good? Yes, because it's, like, a childhood thing. I used to eat that, like, I would have pasta with salt and butter. Yeah, that's it. And it was great. It. Yeah, because, like, we used to have, like, a weekly spaghetti night, and I would only eat pasta. So maybe I will release those episodes. Yeah. <laughs> Probably not, because they're not interesting. Not. Maybe, we'll like, see. down the line when we're... When someone's just really desperate just to hear our obnoxious fucking voice. Yeah, <laughs> but... As for now, for now they're gonna hide in a, the Disney vault, <laughs> <laughs> the small and angsty vault, the angsty vault. What was I saying? Um, I don't know. Yes, you have to hold yourself accountable, and it helps to have somebody else hold you accountable. 
Um, and I think that my therapist is like trying to push me in the direction of me holding myself accountable by getting me to write more. Which and, is like, great. Yeah, which is like something that I really need and that I really benefit from. Um, but it's so hard for me to make myself do it. I think for me, I think I'm actually decent at holding myself accountable in you're a actually, weird yeah, way. Yeah, you're good about it. I am in a weird way. I don't think I am because I have this idea of myself of like me like five years ago. Of course. But I also need a lot of external validation. Yeah. Which is something I really need to work through. Um, because I'm better at holding myself accountable if someone else is like, good for you. And I'm like, yeah, good for me. And then I will take that and run 10 miles with it. Yeah. And I don't love that I need so much external feedback but I also know that my head moves way too fucking fast and in, like, a fucking spiral. Mm-hmm. A downward, downward spiral. So how do you think, how do you um, get that external validation? Or how do you think you can get over needing or seeking that external validation? I need a therapist. <laughs> <laughs> For starters, yeah. I, I honestly, I really don't know. I'm very well aware of the fact that it's an issue that I need to work through yeah um but like to get all freudian i i think this is right i don't fucking know (laughs) i'm not gonna pretend that i know more psychology than i do we're not scientists (laughs) (laughs) we're therapists episode title we're not scientists scientists. done um (laughs) i just because i mean i don't where was i going with this let me back up a sec I don't know what the root of that is, mm-hmm. um, but I I know that there probably is one. Yeah. I don't know that realizing what it is may help, mm-hmm. but I don't think that it would totally solve it, um, which is why I really do feel like I... It's not the only reason why I feel like I need therapy. I feel like I need therapy for a lot of reasons at yeah. this point, but I also... I don't know. I mean, I... I know that I'm done mentally at least Mm -hmm. like being stuck in this weird cycle that I've been kind of stuck in and Mm -hmm. I know that I I'm at least aware of the things that I want to get over and want to get past and I can see what's in my way and I know that I need help with that yeah because it gets to a certain point where it's just it's exhausting yeah and like I see myself repeating the same fucking pattern and I know what you're doing and I'm like I don't know why I'm doing this and I know that I can't get out of the habit of this and I know like tomorrow I'll try harder but like but sometimes you might not necessarily have the tools to stop. Exactly. And, like, it sucks to be, I guess, like, it sucks to be back in that place when I have, in my life, spent so much time in therapy and gotten so much out of therapy. Mm-hmm. But at the same time... I mean, you're not I'm, cured. No, you're not. Like, as a person, you're not fucking cured. And, like... You're never better. You know, you can better yourself, sure. Yeah, and, like, but I'm so like, much better than I was five years ago. Like, I, there are so many things that I look back and I'm like, okay, well, at least I'm not doing the same dumb shit that I did when I was in college or when mm-hmm. I was younger, but there are still things that I struggle with, and there is new shit that pops up, and I want to be better than that, but it's fucking hard, mm-hmm. and the life I live is hard, and I don't really know how to do it any other way, but I do at least have the hope that something can fucking help me with it. Like, I yeah. don't feel like I should be stuck this way forever. Well, and I think that that's a huge thing to admit and also a huge thing to be working toward because it's so like I said it's comfortable to to be stuck in that same way and to do the same things over and over because that's what you know yeah and it's really scary and it's uncomfortable to try to make a change or to try to 
change your patterns or the way that you react to things. It sucks. It fucking sucks. Yeah. But it's like you... It's what you. But have it sucks to do. more. It sucks more to not do it it's in the like, long run. It's like being in a bad relationship. It's it, it is. It's like, it's like, I'm in an abusive relationship with myself. Exactly, and I think yeah. a lot of people are. We yes. all are, <laughs> like at a certain level. God, we're so smart. I know. <laughs> <laughs> we're not scientists, but we're super smart. We're not scientists. We're just fucking geniuses. But it's like it's yeah. I mean, because it's Sir and I both just raised for a joint at the exact same time. <laughs> we're not scientists. We're super smart, and we're the same person. Um, but it's like, cause I know yeah. that from personal experience, it feels, it's easy to stay in a bad relationship that you know is bad and you know it's unhealthy, but it's easy because it's, you know what to expect. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's going to be the same thing, even though you know, it's going to suck and it's going to be hard and it's going to make you fucking miserable. You at least know what's happening next. Well, and I think the thing that's keeping me driven and hopefully this is helpful to somebody that's keeping me driven to getting out of the bad patterns that I'm in is the awareness that I have, the awareness that I sounded way drunker than I am. The awareness. The awareness they have. (laughs) The awareness that I have of the fact that there are things that I am really passionate about and there are things Mm -hmm. that I really want to do and I know that I'm in my own way and instead of digging into the self-doubt, I'm trying to dig into the feeling of, no, I really do want to do this. Mm-hmm. So I'm really working on being more vulnerable in 2018. Back to the I don't fucking do New Year's resolutions right. thing. Like, fuck that. Like, in 2018 and from here on out, it's really why I don't believe in New Year's resolutions. Like, I'm really trying to be more vulnerable as a person. And I got... And I'll be vulnerable here for for a second. Um, I got really in the habit of not being vulnerable because people who I had been vulnerable with really hurt me Mm -hmm. um, in a very deep way. And Sarah can probably infer what I'm talking about. But but it doesn't really, it doesn't, the point is it doesn't matter what it is exactly that I'm referring to. Mm -hmm. The point is, there's a fucking, like, (laughs) I don't know, I hope to God that that clown horn fucking picked up. That was amazing. Because I live in a very, not, like, I live in a neighborhood where people, like, sell, like, churros and, like, pork rinds on the fucking street corners. That was absolutely it's amazing. It's so interesting. I'm, like, corner with a fucking clown horn. Anyway, there were people in my life who I was being vulnerable with and kind of, to completely summarize the situation, stabbed me in the back. Mm-hmm. And this has happened to me at other points in my life, and I've, mm-hmm. like, way pulled back on the vulnerability that I engage in. Um... But that being said, I am like probably actually, I sound so fucking white right now, (laughs) one of the most sensitive people that I know. Yeah. I am like super empathetic, but beyond that, like I am just a fucking ball of love. Like Mm -hmm. I feel like the love that I have for like my friends and like people in my life on such a deep level that I don't know how not to express it. Yeah. Um, so instead of just struggling with not knowing how to express it, and <laughs> fucking clown horn, and not knowing how to engage in that in a way that isn't terrifying to me, I just push it away, and I mm-hmm. don't let people in so that I don't feel that kind of, like, obsessive love and passion, and I'm really trying to get away from hiding from that, I guess. Yeah. Well, I think that as, like, a society, we, um, 
we don't like to raise people up for being vulnerable necessarily. A lot of the time it's like you, you're so strong because in the face of whatever, you're like not emotional. Yes. But it's like the strong, the strongest people are the emotional people and the people that are feeling everything all the time so deeply Yeah. that it's like, how can you say that I'm weak or that I'm not strong because I'm, I'm, crying or because I, I'm feeling this really deeply. Well, and I think or... what I've started to, I don't know if it's realized or re-realize that what makes me driven and what makes me motivated is those kind of like really deep, intense, overwhelming feelings that I don't necessarily know what to do with. Mm-hmm. But whether that be about like how much I care about a friend or like how much I want to fucking make art or mm-hmm. whatever it is, like those are the things that make my brain spin and make me want to write fucking poetry or whatever it fucking is. Mm-hmm. Like, those are the things that make me me. Yeah. So I'm trying to hide from that less and I'm trying to engage with that more. And I'm tr- also trying to be okay with the fact that if I give someone a lot or, you know, put out a lot emotionally it's okay if I don't necessarily get the same thing back. Yeah. But it's, like, very important for me to give that out. Yeah. And that's a balance I've always kind of struggled with, and I've always... It's a really hard thing. It's so fucking hard. To deal with being... Putting yourself out there and giving something your all or giving something, even, like, even just a piece of you and then not getting the same back or not getting the reaction you were expecting is really fucking hard and really it's so scary. Hard. It's terrifying. And I think I've really tried to lower my expectations and just be okay with, like, the solitude of that. Mm -hmm. That being said, I still really need a fucking therapist because I need help dealing with that. And I also feel like I need to process that in order to get the most out of it. Definitely. Um, But, yeah, I'm just trying to hide less. Mm -hmm. Um, Whatever that may mean. Yeah. Um, And just work more on the things that I care about with a little less regard for the potential consequences, mm-hmm. I guess. Yeah. I think that makes total sense. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Which is fucking scary. It um, is scary. It's terrifying. Yeah. But to, like, slowly wrap this up, um, I think that's been the good thing about the beginning of 2018 for me is I'm kind of like, yeah, well, fuck it. Like, I'm gonna just be vulnerable and see what happens yeah. as much as I can be. And it's not to say I haven't struggled with it because I absolutely struggle with it every goddamn day. But mm-hmm. um, I've really tried to, or I've, I've been trying to, and I will continue to try to just work on the things that I do care about and actively engage in those things on an emotional level as well as like a practical logistical level. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that that's something that I'm trying to work toward this not necessarily year. I mean... But just in life. In life in general. Yeah. Because I'm, like, I'm never... I'm not a believer of, like, resolutions. I'm a believer of working on yourself all the time. I also think, like, the big hang-up that I have with resolutions, which I just had an, a minor epiphany of as you were talking, is, like, you get into this place of, like, resolutions. This is, like, next year it'll be better, and then I can move on to something else. And that's right. not what it is. Like, hopefully I fucking 
feel like I'm through this before next year. Mm-hmm. Or maybe it takes five years. Right. I don't it's fucking like, that's know. The thing. It's like you can't put a date on it. Yeah. Because we need to be constantly working on ourselves. We need to be constantly growing and evolving. And it's not going to happen in a year necessarily. It's something that is a goal in life. And yeah. maybe it wasn't a goal before the end of the year because you didn't realize that it was a goal. Yeah. So it's like you've created a new goal and sure it has to do with the new year, but it doesn't have to be something that has to expire by 2019. I think the right, you do have like, okay, between 2018 and 2019, I'm going to do this. It's like that creates all this extra anxiety and all this extra totally. shit. Like if you just focus on it, it may happen in a fucking month or it may happen in three years. Like mm-hmm. you just go, this is where I'm lacking. I want to pick up the slack here. And the next time you realize something, you don't go, oh, well, I'll wait until the, I'll wait until New Year's Eve to pick this no, up. No, it's like, I think that as long as you are aware of your goal and you say to yourself, like, this is what I want to change or this is what I want to put in motion, as long as you're constantly working toward that or working toward that at least a little bit, bit yeah. by bit, then that's kind of, that's, that's all you can ask for yourself. That's fucking valid and great and good for you for fucking trying. It's a huge step. It's a huge fucking step for, especially with people with anxiety like us and... I don't know what you're talking about. I'm gonna... <laughs> <laughs> Who has anxiety? <laughs> None of us. Nobody. Not at all. Um, no millennial that I know has any anxiety. No one I know has anxiety. Um, but I think that it's good to... I think it's good to set goals for yourself, and I don't think that they need to be big goals or or huge like leaps or anything. I think it's good. Well, I to think just, the like, scariest have... thing about setting goals is the idea of holding yourself accountable. Mm-hmm. And the second you set a goal, you're the idea behind that goal is you're holding yourself accountable to something, and you're keeping yourself tethered to something, and that's mm-hmm. fucking scary and it's vulnerable, but. It's necessary. If you yeah, if you don't consciously decide to change something, and that's really all it is. I think that's kind of what takes the pressure off of it, is if you go, okay, is it a goal? Sure, but you're ultimately, it's not like a black and white thing. Yes. There's a fucking gradient in between. Yeah, and, there's never, it's never black and white. Yeah. So I think if you look at it as going, I don't want to be doing this thing I'm doing anymore. I want to be doing this thing, and this looks different. Like, okay, fine. You just kind of start fucking tweaking it. Mm-hmm. It's not like you know, like a light switch where you turn it on and off. No, it like, can happen little by little. Yeah. It should happen little by little. That's how you grow. Like, you, I didn't just wake up one day and was fucking all five foot two of me. Yeah. <laughs> like, I was like... I didn't just wake up five, three and a half. <laughs> <laughs> I was, like, you grow into it. And, like, that's that's what all growth is. It's a process. Yes. On that note. On that note. What are you grateful for, Sarah? I'm grateful. Um, <laughs> this is going to be such a Sarah answer. Um, <laughs> I don't know what it, I don't know what that means, but I'm excited to find out. <laughs> you know exactly what it means. Um, I lately have been thinking a lot about my cats. <laughs> <laughs> um, and just like, honestly, how much they really have helped me. Um, as, like, I, I know that the term, like, service animal has been, like, this, like, huge, like, codified thing and, like, this... Which is fair. Yeah, like, it's (laughs) been, you know, it's been a a source of contention with a lot of people because a lot of people who aren't necessarily, um, have, like, any mental issue or anything, like, get their animals, like, licensed as service animals for, like, X, Y, and Z, whatever. 
Um, Which will never teach your own. Yeah, like, do, you know what, I don't give a fuck. Everyone, do everyone's pet ma- makes their life a little bit better, which is sort of like, whatever, your fucking pet license is a service animal, I won't give a shit. Yeah, exactly. Like, I'm never going to question that. Um, but I just have been, like, thinking just, like, how grateful I really am for them. Um, because That's they fair. honestly have made my life so much better <laughs> since they came into my life. Um, I was, so my uncle's dog died, um, oh. like, I think yesterday, and yeah. he's had that dog for 10 years, and it's a pug. It's, like, not that long. It's not that long, but it also, I mean, it's, like, a pretty standard lifespan for a dog. Or maybe, no, it was longer than 10 that. 10 years? I think it was longer than that. 10 years is standard for, like, a Great Dane. <laughs> 10 years is long for a Great Dane. <laughs> I feel, it was longer than that. I'm, 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 uh, I'm exaggerating this situation. I think he, it's, it was longer. One was... I want to say he got it in, like, 2001. That's a long fucking time, okay, right? yeah. I want to, like, look this up right 2001 now. 2001 is 17 years. How long years. was it? That, that's, that's, see, that, and that sounds too long to me. Um, hold on. I'm going to look this up. Well, How long has it been this typically, dog? Smaller dogs typically live longer than big dogs, but 17 years is a long time. I don't know how long pugs typically live, though. They're small. Yeah, but they have that, they have a lot of health issues. Yeah, 2001. Fuck, that's a long time. Damn, okay, so it was an old ass pug. Yeah, that's an old fucking dog. Shit. Oh my god. 2001. Baby. Yeah, and like, I remember when he got the dog, I was a fucking baby when he got the dog. Not an actual baby. I was like nine. You were a small child. Um, Yeah, so his dog just died, um, and even before that happened, I was thinking like, the same thing about my dog. I was like, fuck, if I didn't have a dog, because I was home alone all fucking day yesterday, I didn't talk to a single person, mm-hmm. not on the phone, nothing. Um, and, yeah, if I didn't have my dog, I'd be a fucking lunatic. Yeah. Like, oh my god, if it wasn't for my cats? <laughs> like, what a joke. <laughs> That's an accurate description. <laughs> with the, just that noise. I just, I can't even, like, imagine, like, just waking up to my cat Cheddar, like, next to me, like, sleeping, like, next to my face, is, it, like, I hate waking up early, I hate waking up in the morning, waking up is the worst part of my day, and having her next to me- I can't get out of fucking bed in the morning. Yeah. Having her next to me is just, like, everything's okay. Yeah. Like, that's how I feel. Yeah. And to have one of them just, like, sitting on top of me, or, like, laying in my lap, or, like, just being near me, and, like, purring, or just, like, sleeping even, it's just, like, to have this little- lump <laughs> next to me that like I know loves the fuck out of me that I'm like completely 110% obsessed with and in love with like, yeah just really makes like it makes a lot of things worthwhile yep so it's very like it's just nice it is really nice <laughs> um for me the uh the rain yeah this week oh Fuck. So nice. I will say, I grew up on the East Coast, and I moved... When people are like, why did you move to LA? I go, because of the weather. Because mm-hmm. I moved here for the good weather, the not rain. That being said, <laughs> to throw it back to a fucking Yellow Card song that came out when I was fucking 12 years old. Yes. You know exactly what I'm talking about. <laughs> There's a line that says, "I sometimes I wish it would rain here, and I am constantly like, playing that song in my head in the worst cliche way possible because I am so sick of the goddamn sunshine all the fucking time. Well, and when it's wintertime and it's, like, kind of chilly, but it's not that chilly, it's, like, just fucking do it's something. It's this weird in-between weather where you're, like, I need a jacket in my car because in five minutes I'll be fucking freezing, mm-hmm. but also right now I want to wear a t-shirt and jeans. Like, again, everyone who doesn't live in L.A., like, I'm so sorry, because your weather's actual, like, it's, it's complete, actually atrocious. Yeah, it's, like, actual nightmare-ish. It's absolutely terrible, and I've lived there 
most of my life, so I get it. I actually get it. But we it rained for two days in a row here, and it was like the biggest fucking relief because it's like sometimes we get these weird cloudy days in LA where it's like you're just kind of waiting for this catharsis of mm -hmm. rain to fucking happens. break it, and it doesn't fucking happen. And there's this it's very metaphorical weird fucking it's so metaphorical there's this weird fucking smog that sits over the whole goddamn city mm -hmm. also very metaphorical june and gloom is definitely a thing like the entire month of june like yeah. from 5 a.m like whenever the sun comes up to like 12 yeah it noon. looks like it should rain and then it doesn't and it's just pollution it makes no sense i mean talk about new beginnings after it rains in la i'm like <gasps> Well, and it's it's perfect because it rains for a day or two, and then at the end of it, you're like, okay, I'm sick of the rain and this is depressing, and then it doesn't rain for another week at the very least, sometimes six months. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so yeah, it rained this week and it was everything I've been waiting for. I made I woke up late. I made myself breakfast. I love that. Like a long, slow good breakfast. Mm. I fucking cracked my window open and Ugh. sat next to my rainy goddamn window and ate breakfast and it was glorious. And I had to work both days it rained. I worked the first day it rained and it sucked because I worked I work at a coffee shop and it was dead slow. Really? You would think that a coffee shop would be busy. Right, yeah. If you live in any other city, and this is what my manager said, he was like, mm -hmm. if we lived in any city, it'd be fucking gangbusters because yeah. you'd be like, oh, it's raining, let's go get coffee. In LA, you're like, oh, it's raining, I'm going to crawl into my cave of sadness. Yeah, I guess that's true. Yeah. Also, gangbusters is one of my new favorite phrases. Gangbusters. Um, it's like, I've been like saying it in my mind. I can't remember where I heard it recently, but I've been like Probably saying, in a movie from the 50s. Probably, and I can't stop saying it in my mind, and I keep trying to think of ways that I can bring it up in like normal conversation. Um, <laughs> so I'm really happy that you just Oh my god, yes. Anyway. Anyway. Um, well, thanks for listening. Yeah, thanks for listening. And... Thanks for um, supporting this podcast. We literally just started, and I've gotten some decent feedback from people, which I've has been great. I've some really amazing feedback. Like, one girl actually made me, like, start to well up. Um, when you sent of, me? Yeah, because of the message. That was she, so fucking sweet. Um, somebody told us that she feels less alone when she listens to us, and that's kind of the only thing that I could ever even ask for or want yes. from this podcast. Yep. I feel less alone when I listen I, to us. <laughs> like, it's pretty, it's very cathartic for me. Um, so, I mean, if nothing else, um... I hope we're helping fucking anybody. Anybody. Any one person. Beyond ourselves. Because this, this is very therapeutic for us. So... <laughs> this is the only therapy I can afford, apparently. <laughs> right. Same. Except for my free therapist. Um... <laughs> uh, um... But thank you so much. It honestly means the world. This is our dream. Yeah. Coming to fruition. And talk about... 2018 we're actually like doing the shit that we said we would which yeah I'm really proud of us i'm so proud of us especially so. like us like for yeah. real like yeah fucking like seriously it's it's pretty impressive yeah um so. yeah so tell your friends and if you hate it tell your enemies and maybe like your mom if she likes cursing and inappropriate stories yeah um, or your dad if he likes cursing and inappropriate stories yeah um <laughs> and take care of yourselves yeah that too and subscribe and like well, oh we're we're on instagram if you're into just looking at pictures of our faces yes which um, who wouldn't be um, <laughs> <laughs> it's at the small angsty and same on twitter which i i i'll try to come up with some like clever tweets or some shit oh, yeah we have to do that yeah um but yeah so thanks thanks bye love you bye